I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Danielle where she talks about how to negotiate to work from home. I'm super excited to talk about this. I'm sure you are too. Hey Danielle, how are you? Hey Debbie. Thank you so much for being here again. Before we get to your incredible tips and tricks, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yes, I live an offbeat life because... I am really doing all the things like I really believe in being the and person and not either or. So I believe in affordable travel, traveling the world while paying off debt, traveling the world while building a family, while owning a home. And my goal is to really be financially independent and eventually location independent as well. So I'm really excited. Love that. And you all need to listen to her initial interview with me because Danielle has such a great story and she's also just like her energy is just amazing. So for today, Danielle, we're going to talk about how to negotiate to work from home if you still have your nine to five. So can you take us through that? Because this is something that a lot of people want to do, right? They want to travel the world, but still make income. But sometimes it can be really tough to get to that point, especially if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? I don't think I have the right skills to go off on my own. So for you, what you're saying is it could be a possibility to actually do this with your current job right now. Yes. So I actually was able to negotiate working remotely a few days a week before the pandemic. So I'm going to be sharing some of the things that I've done to make that happen. So one of the things I did was planting seeds. So I actually work about an hour and 45, maybe even two hours away from my, my job. So they knew that when I got on, we knew that, I knew that. But after a couple of years in, I felt confident enough to tell them like, hey, would there be any opportunities for me to work remotely? And they said, no, flat out. They're like, nope, it's not a, not a thing. This was like, what, 2018? Like it wasn't <laughs> a thing. But from time to time, since I live in the Northeast, we would have snow days. So whenever there was a snow day, I would do my best to show up and emulate what life would be like with me working remotely. So I took every opportunity that I could that was organic and made sense to actually showcase to them that I wanted to work remotely. So planting the seeds is really, really important because they know where you stand and it's not a secret. So that when you're in a position where either you're up for promotion or you're up for an annual review, you can just bring it up again and say, you know, I know we talked about working remotely, is there any opportunity to do a couple times a week or once a week just to start it off? Okay. Now what happened is that I was actually looking for another position within my same organization and they actually were going to 
give me a really big salary increase. And I was considering it. So I approached my manager at the time and I said, listen, I'm thinking about moving. And she was like, you know what? We'll match the salary and we'll throw in that remote work thing that you wanted. Mm. I was like, oh, you say why you plant seeds? Like, this is why you plant seeds because they know your intention. They, they may say no, which is fine, but at least it's something that they can put in in the back end later on. So that for me was really, really helpful. Now, when I worked remotely, I made sure I did everything I needed to do to showcase to them that I can handle this. And the days that I was in the office, I made sure that everyone knew I was in the office. So like, hello, do my rounds, schmooze and all of that so that they didn't feel like I was kind of MIA or that I was not reachable. So those were some of the things that were really, really helpful. I know that a lot of people that I, who are thinking about it usually w- listen to or the audiobook or read for our work week. Because I think in that book, they have like a, a script that you can use and all of that. So if you're looking for more tangible advice, like that could be a good resource for you. But for me, I would say plant those seeds, leverage it whenever you can, especially after like you did something amazing and they're praising you, just slide it in there and say, don't forget, you could pray, you know, you could, you could give me a one week, you know, one day a week or something like that. So those were really helpful to get started. I love those tips. And I think now because of the pandemic, it's really a lot easier to be able to negotiate that, you know, and especially if you live somewhere where it's super expensive, you can actually move somewhere where your money goes so much longer, right? So when you finally started working like remotely a few days a week. Maybe they're giving you a trial run or a trial period. How do you make sure that you are doing your absolutely best and maybe even showing them, hey, I do even better when I'm working from home than when I am in the office? Yeah, I think that's super important. So being available on, you know, via phone is so important. I would usually even pick up the phone even maybe more than I would at the office, just to, again, show that, hey, I'm here. I'm a team member. I would also volunteer. I wouldn't say to volunteer to do more work, but sometimes your boss is looking looking at you to like step up to the plate to do something, right? So I would be proactive whenever I could to just, again, raise my hand to be helpful and also be available for meetings. Like for me, I had a Wednesday, Friday schedule where I would work remotely And sometimes my manager would be like, hey, can you come in on a Wednesday? And I wasn't upset. I would say, yeah, no problem. Whenever you need me to come in the office, I will absolutely come in. So being flexible goes a long way because then I'm like, okay, I don't go in on Wednesday, but maybe I'll go in on Thursday or something like that. So then again, if it makes them feel like you're a team player and you're not just like super rigid, which can be off-putting sometimes. Yeah, that is really true. And then it becomes worse for you, right? Then it's like, okay, well, this person wanted to work remotely and we can't get a hold of her. So what's the point? Because now she's not even doing any work. Like sometimes, or even if you are doing work, but then they can't communicate with you, that is also a really big flag because what if like there's an emergency and they need you and you're not there? So that's a really good thing to keep in mind as well. And the other thing I wanted to say is that, you know, for me, because I was like a trendsetter, like this is something new. I wanted to make sure I was doing it right so that other people that followed me could have 
the confidence to do this, right? So if I mess it up for myself, I mess it up for like an entire, my entire team and everyone in my entire department. So I take it really seriously being able to like be a good employee and show up for just being keeping myself accountable, but also knowing that there's a path for other people because it should be a lot easier than the path that I had to go through. Yeah, they're either really going to love you, Danielle, or they're going to hate you. (laughs) (laughs) One or the other. One or the other. Yes. God damn it, Danielle, you ruined it for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. There's always that one person, that one person, man. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. Is there any other tips that you have for us, Danielle, to make this transition a lot smoother for someone who's really thinking about making this lifestyle more permanent, right? Because right now we're kind of like in a space where maybe even working remotely right now, but then your boss is like, okay, in two months or three months, you got to come back. How how do you kind of make sure that that's a more realistic transition and make this sustainable and really permanent for everybody (laughs) who wants it, of course? Yes, I would say have this conversation with your manager as soon as possible. And again, plant those seeds. Just plant the seeds and let them know, listen, you know, over the last, like for me, I'm heading up on a year of working fully remote, have been to the office since March uh, last year. And just tell them, listen, I don't want to go back to that anymore. Over the last year, I've proved that I could work at a high capacity, high level, right? The question mark. Did you have any complaints for me? No, no complaints. (laughs) So uh, is it possible for us to visit this? Is it possible for us to explore this as an opportunity and see what they say? I think a lot of times we're just really nervous to hear rejection. And it's like, rejection is just a part of it. But like I said, planting seeds, it could come up again and you could be in a better position because they know your intention. So I think that's really important. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for all of your incredible tips for us, especially those who really want to make this remote work life permanent, but still maybe really enjoy their nine to five or they want to keep it with them. So yeah, there's there's uh, different ways to go into this lifestyle, not just by leaving that nine to five. So thank you so much for that, Danielle. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Sure. Head over to my podcast, The Thought Card Podcast on your favorite podcast player and follow me on social. I'm at The Thought Card on Twitter and The Danielle Desir on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. We really appreciate you. Thanks, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Danielle. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she has been able to help amplify voices of women of color and build wealth. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreateapodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.